Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You may remember, if you follow us, that we reported a story on November 11th of this year. A guy named Manuel Pagan arrested in New York City with 22,000 fentanyl pills. 22,000 fentanyl pills. Now, what does that mean? The dope pushers buy these pills, and Manuel is actually transporting them to the dope pushers, the people on the street. They, they're capsules, so they knock it down, the capsule, and they take the fentanyl inside, and they sprinkle it onto heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, whatever it may be, to make the drug more potent, okay, and fentanyl can stop your heart, can kill you. Everybody knows that. So we have hundreds of thousands of dead Americans every year because of this fentanyl, all right? And it's manufactured primarily the ingredients in it. It's man-made, all right, in China, sent to Mexico to the cartels. They smuggle it across because of President Biden's open border policy. It's easy. So uh, Pagan gets 22,000 capsules, 
and he brings them into New York City and he's going to sell them. But that's not what he's charged with. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Because of the insane criminal justice system we have here in New York City and New York State, Manuel Pagan was charged with possession, not possession with intent to sell, which is obviously what he was doing, okay, but just simple possession. Like you'd have two capsules in your pocket. So he was released without bail. Shocking. Shocking, irresponsible, whatever adjective you want to put on it. It was sickening, particularly if you have family members who are dead from drugs or you know people who have died from drugs. Now, this is what I said. Go. Sign of the Times, New York City. Dope dealer, Manuel Pagan, 49 years old, Washington Heights, that's Upper West Side, way up in Manhattan. Cops arrest him, 20,000 fentanyl pills. 20,000 for Manuel, released on his own recognizance, no bail, charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance. Possession? Possession? 20,000 pills? Think Manuel is going to use 20,000 fentanyl pills? It should be possession with intent to sell. That get Manuel 10 years in the state penitentiary. Nope. Now, Manuel will never be seen again. He's due back in court December 15. He's gone. He'd never come back. Well, today is December 15th, but he came back and I was wrong. But there's a reason I was wrong. Okay, not an excuse reason. But a valid reason I was wrong. So he did answer his hearing today with his court appointed attorney, which means he didn't pay any money a woman named Molly Kalmus, okay? They did not enter a plea. The district attorney, Alvin Bragg, is soft on crime as any uh, law enforcement officer in the country. This guy doesn't want to put anybody away. His office says that Pagan is going to remain on the street, no bail, and that they're going to have discussions about a possible resolution of his case. Again, he didn't enter a plea. So what does this mean? It means that Bragg, the DA, made a deal with this Pegar that he's going to say who gave him the 20,000 fentanyl pills. You know, this is how it works. But you don't have to do it this way. All right. You can charge him with possession and he's facing 10 to 20. That's when you make your deal. But the guy came back with assurances from the DA through his court-appointed attorney that A, he'll be able to walk right out, which he did, okay, and B, that there'll be a quote-unquote resolution. So we're going to follow this to the end, but the odds of Manuel Pagan getting jail time are zero. He'll flip. Now, the only danger of Manuel is that the people who sold him the fentanyl might clip him. Though, Manuel better watch his butt, because that's what this is all about. There's a deal in the making here. But again, they don't have to go about it this way. So why am I reporting this story? Well, number one, it's outrageous, okay? And number two, it shows you that 
many law enforcement people, not the police per se, but above the prosecutors, the governors, the mayors, they don't care whether your kid dies of fentanyl. Fentanyl is a high priority for them. Biden doesn't care. And I mean that literally does not care. Yeah, give lip service to it because they have to. But if they really cared about people dying from drug ODs, they get tough on the drug pushers. But drug pushers from Seattle to Key West, they know even if they're caught selling the worst drugs in the world, fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, not much is going to happen to them anymore. They're going to walk. They'll bust it down a simple possession, whatever it may be. So what is this? What is this? I mean, what is this? And you always come back to the fact that most of the drug dealers in this country are minorities. That's what this is all about. And the Alvin Braggs of the world, put his picture up there again, please. Um, He doesn't want to put people of color in prison. He just doesn't want to do it. Wants to decarcerate this guy. Now, in Philadelphia, it's so bad that they're impeaching the DA there, Larry Krasner. And my sources in Pennsylvania tell me Krasner would probably get convicted and booted out, just like the guy in San Francisco. But Bragg in New York is safe. But it just, it just drives me crazy to hear all this lip service. But, oh, yeah, we have to get them help and we have to do this and we have to do that. They don't care. They don't care. And it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. The president of the United States could not care less about people dying from drug overdoses. He could not care less about six million foreign nationals pouring in here unsupervised. He just doesn't care. It's so shocking. Usually in the past, they faked it. All right? They faked it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. They don't bother doing that anymore, these progressives. Eh, you know, we don't want to put uh, minority people in prison because the system's biased against them, on and on and on and on. That's a memo. All right, so uh, Joe Biden today, another Africa day. I thought it was going to be one day, it's two days. The African uh, leaders are here. They're having a good time on my dime, which is fine. I don't mind it. I'll buy the African leaders dinner. Um, and so they're here all day, and then Biden goes to Delaware, goes home to Rehoboth. And I don't think he's coming back, by the way. I could be wrong on that, but I think this is it. So tomorrow there is a town hall on health care benefits for vets. Okay. Look, I sympathize, and I, I don't mind him doing that. I mean, Biden doesn't do anything anyway all day, and you know that. If you listen and watch to No Spin News every day, we have reporting schedule. He doesn't do anything. All right, he just doesn't. Leaves everything to his underlings or committee, you know, whatever. But he doesn't do anything. This, I don't care. Okay, so here's something interesting. New Hampshire, obviously primary number one, up there with the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary. Now, the progressives want to change that. They want to get it down into the African-American states like South Carolina uh, to do the first primaries. But I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, there's a liberal group, RootsAction.org, 
that took out an ad in New Hampshire about President Biden. Go. The threat of the GOP has become all too obvious. The stakes could not be higher. Our ideas are way more popular than Joe Biden is. Joe Biden running undermines the Democratic Party's chances in 2024. There's no question that we have a climate emergency. It's a question of... Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you willingness to do something about it. It's not the time for half measures. All Americans need universal health care now. There's no room to compromise when our abortion rights are on the line. We can't afford to lose. Don't run, Joe. Don't run, Joe. Don't run, Joe. No, Joe's not going to run. But that's a liberal group. Uh, that is just running in New Hampshire. Um, because they don't want him to run because they know, they being the progressive movement, that he'll lose. You're going to lose. Um, and because things are going to get worse in America next year, they are. And I'm going to deal with that in a final thought. I, got, I slew a mail about financial stuff and a lot of people panicking. So I'm going to do that in the final thought of the day. Okay, so uh, the media, the corrupt corporate media, this is NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN. Um, and some people think that Fox News is corrupt. I mean, you know, there's not uniformity anymore about FNC. It's divided. But anyway, the corrupt media that just doesn't cover stories that will make Biden look bad starting to crack a little bit. So there's a guy named Jose Diaz Ballard. I've known him for a long time. He's on MSNBC, which is progressive heaven. And here's what he said about the border. Go. What a just tragic humanitarian crisis. 
We just heard some of the horror stories that people face just when they get to Mexico and trying to get to the U.S. They're being kidnapped, starved, raped, extorted. That's just in Mexico. I'm just wondering, Amna, where is the urgency here? Where is the outrage that, that men, women, and children are going through hell, and it seems as though, unless there's some political aspect to this, there's no outrage. There, there's no focus. Jose, listen to me, your pal, okay? As I said, the president of the United States doesn't care about those people, all right, at all. Now, Trump, who you don't like, he had the immigration, illegal immigration thing, at least manageable. The stat, again, is about 750,000 encounters with migrants and Border Patrol in Trump's last year because he had to remain in Mexico policy. Biden comes in. First day, Knox remained in Mexico out. Now we have six million encounters in less than two years. And Biden wouldn't even go to the border, as we heard last week when he was in Arizona. He didn't, I'm not calling. I don't care. Because he doesn't care. So it's hard for people, particularly liberal Democrats, to wrap their head around the fact, and it is a fact, that their liberal president doesn't care where these people live or die. He's not going to do anything. Now, why is he going to do anything? Because the progressives want to flood America with foreign nationals. And we went over this in the two tribes. Now, on Sunday, I will have that two tribe uh, analysis more fleshed out. Sunday noon, my column. So you'll be able to have the column, download it, look at it. And it will explain everything about why this is happening. So the state of Arizona put up crates as a barrier for people illegally crossing the border from Mexico to Arizona. They put up big, big crates, okay? Um, and uh, the Biden administration is suing the state to get those crates taken away. And Ducey, Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona, is doing it. He's folding. I wouldn't. So Ducey says that uh, he's going to stop putting up the barriers and he's going to remove the containers in the San Rafael Valley. OK, so he's folding because the Biden administration is suing the state of Arizona. I put up more. Awful. Let's go to uh, the culture. So, as some of you know, I do a weekly spot with News Nation, which is a cable news outfit trying to make a name for itself. And I'm on the Chris Cuomo show. So yesterday we reported that the Cambridge Dictionary has expanded the meaning of the word man and woman. It's all a bunch of uh, malarkey, as Joe Biden might say, but it's woke stuff. Okay, so it's not enough to say Man, a person born a male, that's a man. Or female, a person born a female, biological male, biological female. So when you're born, the authorities fill out a birth certificate. We all have them. Male, female. There's not like eight other categories. Now, as you get it to be an adult if you want to change your title to do that. 
It's America. You want to be a girl? You can be a girl. Okay? I don't care. It matter to me. But anyway, the Cambridge Dictionary has changed the definition of man and woman. This was uh, a topic last night on the Chris Cuomo show. Roll it. In theology, there's a lot of intolerance for things that are deemed immoral by certain religions. Come on, this isn't a free fire Unitarian zone here. You've got to expand it. What should happen is the totality of the issue. Some people are going to want to change their gender. They should not be scorned or mocked or anything else. Right. They have a right. We're good on that part. Once the they're next 18 part. years old, to articulate do it. the next part because that's okay. where we're rubbing. Go ahead. The next part is that there isn't anything wrong with that in right. a civil society, but in certain religions, that is not looked upon as a positive. Okay. You give both sides so people can make up their mind. Well, you can give both sides, you but know, you say you can't make kids. Uh, believe it's okay. That's not what we're saying. We're saying it is okay. I didn't say that. I well, didn't say you're saying look, don't indoctrinate the children kids can't whose grasp faith. The issue. You said don't indoctrinate kids whose faith say that this is wrong. That's what you said. Correct. Okay. And don't I'm indoctrinate them. It's a secular society. You do the same way that you say that the world is round, not flat. Not in my religion, it isn't. That's your problem. Listen, that's not our it's problem. It's the same. Th- Cuomo, listen to me, and I'm going to drum some common sense into you. It would be the same thing if a public school teacher in second grade came in and told the uh, tykes that abortion was great and reproductive rights was great. It's excellent. And if you get pregnant and you're a girl, you should have an abortion. That's different. That's indoctrination. That, no, that is not. That is indoctrination. And, and, I'm and, not talking and about religious that. people, religious people consider abortion a grave sin. I'm with you. You can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying to do that. It's not a good analog to what I was talking about, which is these people exist. They have a right to exist that way. And if you don't like it in your faith, that's fine. But don't you act that out in a secular society in a way that disadvantages those people. I agree 100%. That's not indoctrination. But that's where the bullying comes in. Absolutely. And you're dead right about that. As, As a debater and as a former teacher, you know and you're right. Okay, so it was a spirited debate, um, and I'm glad I had that forum because millions of people remember. All of that goes out on social media all over the world. And uh, it's interesting because that segment that I do, they don't have debates like that anymore on cable. I I made the factor, uh, the biggest cable success of all time, debating. Almost every segment was a debate. So I'd say to my staff, find the smartest person who disagrees with me, bring them on in, okay, and we'll kick it around, and then the audience can see it's a stronger argument. And so, but that's gone now. It's like, here's my opinion, if I'm the anchor or the uh, host of a program, and now we're going to bring in somebody who agrees with me 100%. <laughs> because it's easy to do. That's simple. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, okay? In order to debate, you got to be prepared. you got to have a strong argument. Now, uh, Cuomo is a liberal. He's never going to change. And it doesn't really matter to me what he is. All right. What I want to get out is the common sense view that these woke people are tedious. It's ridiculous. They're trying to ram 
their lifestyle down the throats of traditional people's lives. And that's wrong. And you shouldn't be discussing this stuff with six and seven and eight year olds anyway, because they don't understand it. And it's outrageous what they tried to do in Florida. Now it's against the law, thanks to DeSantis. And that's his strong suit for running the president. Um, They basically say, well, we're going to come in and we're going to tell you that, uh, hey, this is an option for you. If you're eight and you don't like to and and your name is Larry, but you want to be Belinda, just wait till you're 18. And no. No, those are private matters. Those are private matters. You don't have a chart saying, okay, here's how you can become a girl if you're a guy. That's ridiculous. That's, it's now against the law in Florida, and it should be against the law everywhere. That's indoctrination, like I said, with the abortion thing. What's the difference between a, a teacher, a second-grade teacher, coming in and saying, hey, abortion's great. I love abortion. I had five of them. And if you get pregnant, you young girls, when you're a teenager, you go have an abortion. That's, that's outrageous. That's a public school. What about all the, the religious kids in the traditional? You can't do that. And he says it's not a valid comparison. It absolutely is. Because if the, if the same teacher walks in and says, hey, you don't like being Sally and uh, you want to be Harry. Just wait a few years and here's the chart. Here's what you can do. And right on. No. That's a parental responsibility. It's a personal decision. Public schools shouldn't be involved with that at all, at all. But my main point and I'm, that I made last night was forget about the woke stuff. It's just tedious and tiresome and ridiculous. If, if I'm in the presence of somebody who's woke, I'm out of there. I, I don't bother because it's just boring. OK, however, the bullying and I saw it firsthand when I was a teacher, the school boards have got it. You've got to crack down at it. If somebody is a serial bullier, they're expelled. They're expelled. And you can see it now on the Internet. These kids have the texts and the uh, emails. And I mean, you can't, you can't tolerate it. School boards. It's not a federal issue. It's a local issue. I, I wish, I mean, way back when I was teaching, you didn't have any of this stuff. But boy, I was ferocious. Those bullies, they feared me. You know, I get them. I, wouldn't, I couldn't hit them or anything like that, but boy, I gave them a hard time. Because I, I, you know, and it's not just LGBT kids getting bullied. It's black kids. It's chubby kids. It's kids with bad complexions. It's across the board. And it's worse now than it was when I was teaching. A thousand times worse because of this Internet stuff. That's where the liberal people should be concentrating their efforts. But no, they want indoctrination brainwash. That's what they want. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. 
If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. All right, this is a crazy story. You ready for a crazy story? So John Boehner used to be uh, the uh, Speaker of the House. Okay, he's a former congressman from Ohio. Boehner and I never got along. I don't know why, but I never really particularly liked him. He hated me. So we just didn't have anything to do with him. So as I reported last week, there's a uh, documentary on HBO um, by uh, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, a very talented filmmaker named Alexandria. She made the documentary on her mother. And guess what? Her mother's a saint. So Boehner, he watches this documentary. Roll the tape. Leaders lead, Madam Speaker. And you, Madam Speaker, have led. I'm honored to be here today as a longtime colleague and a fellow American to say thank you for that. Thank you all. So I'm not offended by that. I, I want to know how Boehner stays so tan. I mean, I, I go out in the sun for 30 seconds and I have to have an operation. But um, I'm not offended by that. But I don't think I could ever, ever say anything good about Nancy Pelosi. And that's on me. I mean, that's, I'm not being Christian. Um, the re- two reasons that I think that Nancy Pelosi harmed this nation in a way that was almost unprecedented. First of all, she basically said to her members of Congress, Democrats, you don't do what I say, I'm cutting off your money. So there was no freedom of thought or anything like that. It was you do it Nancy's way, whatever Nancy wants, you do it, or you don't get any money from the Democratic apparatus, the political action committees and all of that. Now, Congress people have to run every two years, so they got to raise money constantly to run. They want to get reelected. So Pelosi was basically extorting them. That's what she was doing. It's done to some extent on the Republican side, but nothing like she perfected it. And the other thing was the State of the Union that Trump gave where she ripped it up behind his back. That was one of the lowest moments in congressional history. Now, in Civil War years, they used to beat each other up with canes in the House. But I thought that was so classless to rip up the State of the Union. Trump doesn't know it. He's got it back to you. But she knows the camera's on her. Awful. Now, if she came and said, Bill, I'm sorry that I did both of those things, uh, I would forgive her. Shock and awe. You know, I do a weekly for Vidgo, which is a streaming service. Um, I do a weekly program called Shock and Awe. And we've had tremendous guests. I mean, just absolutely off the chart guests. So this week is Christmas uh, and the decline of 
Christianity in this Christmas season. Not just now, but it's, it's been a slow descent that Christianity in America is now about to be overtaken by people who don't give a hoot. So uh, I just wanted to show you a, a little clip of what we did. Go. On the next episode of Shock and Awe. So when I laid out my vision of Christmas, the key question is, what has changed? Interestingly, you spoke more about a cultural Christmas in many ways than a religious one. I mean, you were talking about the presents and the tree and the caroling and all of that. But there wasn't a lot of Jesus in what you just said or Christ. And I think what a lot of people are complaining about today is that it seems as though because we've become more secular, that people are resenting the religious celebration of it, that they want to keep it secular. I think that's an interesting trend because less people are going to church. You have more identifying as nuns, N-O-N-E-S. And that's true. So 93% of Americans, according to Pew, I believe it is, celebrate Christmas. But less than 50% of all Americans go to church, synagogue, mosque. Okay? So there's this gap about, mm, let's see, let me do the math, about 45% of Americans don't have anything to do with Jesus or uh, Allah or the Torah or anything. Yet, there they, there they are on Christmas. Um, and I'll remind you, the president, U.S. Grant, was the man who made a federal holiday. Now, the other interesting aspect of this is the war on Christmas, which we won. Um, the O'Reilly factor was the forefront of that. And you may remember that. And it was a very, very intense time. Oh, boy, did I get attacked. I was just brutalized. Because what had happened was that corporate America in the uh, merchandising industry was ordering, not all of them, but many of them, their employees, their counter people, not to say Merry Christmas. It had to be Happy Holidays. Even if somebody said Merry Christmas to them, they weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas back. Remember that? So I just went in with my usual hammer and started to name the names of the department stores and the corporations that were behind this, and they folded fast. They folded in less than two weeks, all of them. Nobody held out. Everybody lifted the Merry Christmas ban. That was one of the most powerful things that I ever did on television. The other was raising money for the uh, wounded, severely wounded vets. Um, and I remember that now because that's not in play anymore. So Merry Christmas isn't banned anymore. The ACLU has pulled back on its lawsuits against the nativity scenes. As long as you have a menorah and the nativity scene, you're good. Okay? Or a Kwanzaa, whatever the Kwanzaa people have, you put that there too. I have a problem with that. Who has a problem with that? Nobody. So it's calmed down. The cultural Christmas war has calmed down thanks to not just me, but my staff. I mean, my staff is really good. Uh, and they're good now on the No Spin News, and they were good with the factor because I took a bunch of them with me over here. Um, so we're proud of that. Um, but we do understand that uh, America is heading the way of Holland here. And in 20 years, you got... 48% saying they're affiliated with a church, 48% of the American people now participate in a church, it's going to be 25%.
Don't. And part of that is the church's fault because they're not engaging, generally speaking. All right, Smart Life. Uh, this comes from Louis Criccio uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina. He's a friend of the program. So Azure Standard, Azure, A-Z-U-R-E-S-T-A-N-R-D. Azure is the color blue, standard, one word, dot com. So what this does is if you go there, you can buy stuff, a wide variety of stuff, at a very low price. The kicker is, though, you have to pick the stuff up. They don't just send it to you. All right. So they, but in your neighborhood, they'll have a place where you go and get it. So um, anyway, you can save a lot of money. Check it out. AzureStandard.com. Hey, Lou, thanks. We appreciate the tip. This day in history. Um, very important day. Uh, 231 years ago. December 15, 1791, the Bill of Rights, okay, was amended by the state of Virginia, the most powerful state by the time. Remember, that was where Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, George Washington, everybody's in Virginia. So they approved uh, 10 of the 12 Bill of Rights amendments. Here they are, full screen, uh, on the radio. I'll read them to you. First Amendment, freedom of religion. Speech, press, assembly, petition. Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Third Amendment, quartering of soldiers. That means that British uh, soldiers were throwing you out of your house in Boston and Philly and they were taking it over. So uh, according to the Bill of Rights, that could never happen again. Uh, American soldiers couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. Fourth Amendment, search and seizure. Got to get a warrant. Can't just come on in. Fifth Amendment grand jury, double jeopardy. That means you can't be tried twice for the same crime. Self-incrimination, you can take the fifth, on and on. Sixth Amendment right to speedy trial. We don't have that anymore. We should have it, but that's gone by the wayside. Seventh Amendment jury trial in civil lawsuits. So you can demand a jury trial. Eighth Amendment excessive fines, cruel and unusual punishment. That's been used by the ACLU because anything can be cruel and unusual punishment. Ninth Amendment, uh, non-enumerated rights retained by the people. Um, That basically is a catch-all that the federal government can't come in and treat you unfairly, that you can litigate. And the Tenth Amendment is uh, rights are reserved to states or the people in those states. That's the abortion. Okay, Supreme Court ruled the abortion should be handled by the individual states and then it went back to the states. Okay, there it is. Now, no other country on earth has that. We're the only ones that have it. And that's big, big time protection for us. It's not working perfectly now. Our justice system is on the verge of collapse because of the progressives, but it's still the best in the world. Okay, uh, mail segment and uh, finance, money, your money, my money in the final thought. Right back. Let's go to the mail. We got George Sepetriliak, Largo, Florida. So the network and cable news ratings are low and they aren't coming back. I agree. But when they ignore the dreadful border story, not to make Biden look bad, shouldn't it not matter much because hardly anyone is watching? That's true. 
that a lot of people aren't watching, but then they don't know about the catastrophe down there. So it's a double-edged sword. Stacey Gilmore, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, regarding the recent prisoner exchange of Brittany Griner for Victor Boot, I've heard you comment several times, O'Reilly, that President Biden didn't have a choice. If Paul Whelan wasn't an option, could have chose to make no trade at all. That's what I would have done. It's pretty cruel. You keep that woman over there when you can get her out. So we have a disagreement. Polite, Stacy, But I, I would have gotten her out. Jerry Groin, Libertyville, Illinois. Bill, watched you on Cuomo show, liked it. You're right. There are other programs. There are no other programs that allow for debate now. Also, your points were on target, but I don't think Cuomo listened to you. So what? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what he listens to. All right? I'm happy he has me on the program so that other people can hear it. I'm not in the business of converting anybody. All right? That's not what I do. I put forth a strong, cogent, fair argument. You take it or leave it. Richard, concierge member, please consider concierge membership for Christmas gifts. You'll change people's lives for the better if you do. Great gift. Diversity and inclusion means nothing more than avoid hiring a Caucasian and certainly not a Caucasian male. In some places, that's true, but not everywhere. Michael, recently on a cruise, we sat next to a married gay lesbian couple. They were extremely nice. We exchanged pleasantries and everybody had a great time. Right on. That's it. You know, people who make judgments about that, uh, you should rethink that. People are people. As long as they're not trying to force anything on you. Susan Masonic, San Bruno, California, your recommendation of gibberish as a word of the year instead of the one chosen, made me laugh out loud. Gibberish is the word of the year. How much gibberish have we heard? I mean, just Kamala Harris alone. <laughs> just just her, her alone. Gibberish is the word of the year. I've never heard as much gibberish as I had in 22, ever. All right, so we uh, giving you one more chance on uh, BillOReilly.com Christmas Hanukkah store. Uh, you get there today, we'll get it to you. We'll get the stuff. Premium and concierge memberships, you got it instantly. You get a free book, any book you want. Okay, if you give a premium or concierge membership, you get Killing the Legends, any other book. Killing Jesus is a good book for uh, the, uh, the season. We're going to have a, a big clip on the movie Killing Jesus on Tuesday. Um, anyway, that's easy. And then we have other gifts. You know them. I've been telling you about them. Uh, so we hope you go in there, save a lot of money. These gifts matter. Uh, Killing Legends, I think I mentioned yesterday, number five on Barnes & Noble still after, you know, been out since September 27th. Come on. I think you'll really enjoy the book. Makes a great gift. And then we have the three-pack, Killing the Mob, Killing the Killers, and uh, Killing Legends, $35 off. And listen to this. On the Barnes & Noble list, Killing the Killers came back. It's on the list this week. Wow. Okay, um, but please go in there. And you heard of the 12 Days of Christmas? Well, you got uh, 12 killing books. And believe me, when I tell you, you don't want swans in the house. Okay, not good. And Lords Leaping on the front lawn. I don't know what kind of message that sends. So check out the killing books. 
Word of the day, one of my favorites, don't be a Pecksniffian. If you say don't be Pecksniffian, you're wrong grammatically. Okay, don't be a Pecksniffian, one of my favorites. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. I get a lot of mail uh, about finance. You know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? People are panicking. Okay, I can't give you financial advice, but I can tell you what I am doing. And that's what I do to concierge members. So the concierge members send me, they're like, I have this, 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 and this. So what should I do? And then I say, here's what I would do. But I'm not telling you to do it. It's a subtle distinction, I know. But there's a lot of panic about money because Biden is such a poor president, he's not going to get any better. Interest rates went up a half point yesterday. Stock market went down. Wild swings in the stock market. And all I can tell you is this. This is what I'm doing. Nothing. I haven't bought a stock in months. All right? I'm not buying into, well, if you invest now... 18 years from now, it might be, no, it's too unstable. The stocks that I do have, right, I have stop loss on. So if they hit a certain point, okay, it automatically sells. The ones that I have losses on that haven't hit the stop, I'm just going to sit on it, okay, because I do believe the market will come back and nobody's ever going to know when. These charlatans, they get on TV and tell you, ah, it's going to come back, they don't. Nobody knows it's going to be a recession. They don't know how bad if there is one. Unemployment's probably going to rise, but nobody knows. So to me, I'm not a panic kind of guy. Okay? I'm not. I'm a methodical guy. I'm holding what I have. I am not buying equities now. Bonds, I see a good bond, particularly a municipal bond that's tax-free. I'll take a look at it. But it's got to be at a discount. That's called buying below par. Don't buy above par. We gave you the U.S. savings bond tip. That was a tremendous tip, but you can only invest $10,000. Okay, check that out. But just the best thing to do right now is nothing. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you on Monday. Important column Sunday noon.